0: Today, I remember in the 80s growing up, there was a popular commercial that started running when I was nine years old, and maybe you can remember, some of you 80s people and 90s people can remember this song. If you do, you can say it with me. I won't sing it too much, but I'll save you that pain. But I will, if I can remember the lyrics, let's see, something like this. Do you remember this? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got a million things that I can play with that. Where? I can play there's a million things that I can play with. From what is it? From bikes to trains to video games. It's the what? The biggest toy story there is. I don't want to grow up because baby, if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. So something like that, okay? How I can remember that song from nine years old, and I can't remember where I parked my car at Walmart? I don't know. But at the gist of this 80s commercial that dominated, it was at the heart of every child was, you know, I don't want to grow up because I always want to shop at Toys R Us where they had the best toys. And to this day, I still mourn over the closing of our Toys R Us. I love going shopping for my kids I would go to the shop for them for the birthday or Christmas, and I would spend a long time in that store playing with all the new toys and gadgets. Uh, There's something about in our heart, if we want to be honest, that we we really don't want to grow up, do we? We, 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 A kid at heart. And I hope that we never lose the kid at heart. That's not what I'm saying. But I want to tell you, have you ever had to say to your children, you're too old for that? Have you ever had to tell your kids that, hey, you're too old for that now. It's time for you to mature. It's time for you to grow up. You can't act that way. You can't talk that way. It's t- I don't need to tell you to take a bath. It's time for you to take a bath on your own more than once a month, okay? Deodorant is necessary. You're too old for me to tell you these things. Remember those talks. Uh, today I want to talk to you about this series called You're Too Old for This. You're too old for this. It's a series I'm starting on spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. I-, I want you to grow during this season. I hope you're ready to grow and turn to your neighbor and say, you're too old for this. Let's just go ahead and get it out there. You're too old for this. Let's go right. Pa- Paul was talking to the Corinth church, and the Corinth church was really, he was like, I want to I wanna talk to you on a higher level but you're not acting the way you need to act. He goes, you're acting really immature. Look, look what he says here in the first part of this in 1 Corinthians 3, 3 1 through 3. Uh, when I was a child, I spoke what? I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly but then to face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. He says this, that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but at some point, I became a man, and I put away childish things, and I look in the mirror, and I have to look at the person in the mirror and say, all right, it's time for me to grow up, and he wasn't talking about physically, He was talking about spiritually, there needs to be some people. People were behaving like they were unsaved, even though they were saved. People who were claiming to be followers of Jesus, hanging out at the temple, breaking bread with the disciples, all these people were rising up in the New Testament church, and he goes, all right, you are bought with a price. You have been bought with a price. Jesus has set you free from your sin but for many of you here, he goes, you're acting really like you're not even saved. Your behavior hasn't changed. You're acting way too immature. And then he, he tells this as well. Look what he says in the first part. is, And brethren, I, I, I say to you, I could not speak to you as spiritual people. See, he, I want to talk to you as spiritually mature. I couldn't do that. But instead, I had to talk to you as carnal, immature. And if you don't understand what that means, he defines it as babes in Christ. Okay, so he's defining here. There's no way we could misunderstand this. He goes, I want to talk to you as spiritually mature, but instead, you're really carnal. You're really like babies in Christ still. He goes, "I I fed you like with milk, spiritual milk, and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, strife, and division among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So what was happening here, we see, as Paul was talking, he was saying, I want to talk to you so much deeper. I I want to see you grow so much deeper, but I can't. And what you got to understand here is Paul was talking to the church. I want to be very uh, clear, Paul was not talking to the unchurched. This letter was not to those who were not followers of Jesus. This was to followers of Jesus. This was to Corinth Church. He was saying, listen, all right, you've been in this thing a while now, and you haven't grown one bit. You're still, I still have to give you like spoon feed you. I still have to feed you out of a spiritual bottle. I still have to give you really, really low doses of things because you have not taken a step in your spiritual maturity. Basically, what he was saying to the church was this Hey church, wake up. You're too old for this. You're too old to be acting this way. You've been, you've been saved a long time for you to still be acting the way you're acting. It's time to put away immature, childish behavior, and to grow up spiritually. Changing your baby's diaper, have you ever noticed that when we change a baby's diaper, what what happens? You know, we look at it, and we're like, oh. Isn't this the cutest poo you've ever seen? I remember when we was changing our, my wife was changing my baby's diaper. Come in here, look at this. Look at these little pellets. Oh, they're so cute. It's poo. It ain't cute, but it's cute on a baby for whatever reason. It's cute. Look at the mess they made. Oh, they had to blow out. They filled their diaper up. We think it's cute when they're babies, but when they're teenagers, no one thinks it's cute anymore. At some point, we're like, you're too old for me to come here and wipe your backside. You know how to clean yourself up. Learn how to clean yourself up right. You're too old for this. Some things are cute when you're babies, and they're not cute as you get older. You ever like to drink milk? I, I like milk sometimes, especially with my dessert. And if you walked into a restaurant and you saw me drinking some milk with my piece of chocolate cake, you would think that looks normal. But would it look normal if I took that milk and was drinking it from a bottle in the restaurant? You'd be like, okay, someone get Pastor Gene some help. That's not normal. That's not normal. But for many of us, this is what Paul was saying He was saying this, he goes, this is the way it is. Many of you are still drinking from the spiritual bottle, and it's not normal. It's not normal you haven't grown. It's not normal that you surrender your life to Jesus, and you stayed at that very same mature level. You should be allowing Jesus to transform your life. So understand this, for many people, you've been stuck in the shallow end for a long time. You've been wearing your spiritual floaties in the shallow end for a really long time. And you haven't dived into the deep end of God. You haven't dived into the deep things of God. You've been afraid to jump in. You've been hanging on to the side rail with your little floaties, which is normal when you're a little kid starting out. But at some point, it's not normal. At some point, we're like, take off the floaties. Learn to swim. Learn to jump in. That's all right. Learn to experience the whole thing. And if year after year, if your kid never leaves the shadow in and you wears the floaties, you'll be like, "There's something wrong. We got to, we got to get them out of that. We got to see something mature in their life." God is ready for you to take a deep dive. God is ready for you to go deeper in Him. God is ready for you to mature. Listen, God doesn't measure maturity the way we measure maturity. And to prove this point, look at First Samuel sixteen seven. Remember. When Samuel went to anoint the next king at Jesse's house, and Jesse brought out all the sons, and he looks at all of them, and he's like, Here's the best. Jesse's like, Here's the strongest, here's the tallest, here's the oldest, here's the best looking one. And look what Samuel said. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For the man looks at the outward, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, God measures maturity by our heart. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes my heart is immature. Sometimes there's things even in my life... That even on the outward, you may think I've got it all together, but there's still things in my heart that God has to work through in my life. And every so often, God shows me that I need to change some things in my heart. Because that's where it's very evident, I don't need an amen for my wife. Come on now. She's like, I live with this guy. He's telling the truth. His heart needs to change. Look at your neighbor and say, you also need to change. God expects us to change from our heart. Look at this statement. Could it be? Could it be? God is looking at us being pushed around in our spiritual strollers, wearing our spiritual diapers, drinking our spiritual milk, and saying, you have been with me too long to be still doing that. Could God be looking at us today and saying, you're at the same place you was last year? And for some people, we can go back a decade. For some, we can go back further. You've been at the same place for a long, long time. I want you to grow. I want you to mature. If our children don't physically grow from a baby into the toddler stage and develop right, we're like, we need to find out what's wrong. If you don't grow from toddlers into preschoolers, and from preschool into elementary, and from elementary into preteen, and from preteen into teenagers, if we don't see that progression happening physically and emotionally or mentally, red flags go off to the parent to the teachers, to those in charge, and we say, we need to find out what's wrong. Let's address the situation. Let's try to correct this. There's something wrong. If there's something physical wrong, let's find out. Let's run tests. Let's help them get the growth they need. Something's not right. If they're immature beyond where they should be, they say, this this kid is not ready for a classroom environment. We got to get this kid the mature level he needs. We need to find him the help he needs. He's not where he needs to be red flags go off. Why is it that red flags go off for that and we address it, but we never have a red flag when we're stuck spiritually. When there's no growth spiritually, there should be red flags going off as well. See, look at this. When, when spiritual growth is not happening, something is wrong. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, maybe nothing wrong with you, but you've been stuck at the same level for a decade. You haven't used any more faith than you did 10 years ago. What is it that when it happens, it should be setting off an alarm that I need to I need to grow. Something needs to change. See, the first spiritual goal that we face is obviously our salvation. That's really important. It's the beginning block. It's the foundation of what our life is built upon. My salvation is through grace in God. I don't earn it. It's through grace I receive a God that receives amazing love and grace and forgiveness in my life. But that is not the only spiritual goal. For some of us here, we never, ever move beyond this point. See, but it doesn't stop there. God wants and expects us to mature. See, say, Pastor, what do you mean? I mean this, if salvation was our only spiritual goal, then why doesn't God take us to heaven as soon as salvation happens? Because he has a plan for me and you here. He has a plan and assignment here for us to walk out for the rest of our days. Once we accept him as Lord of our life, now he's got a plan and an assignment for me to walk out. And that assignment is going to require spiritual maturity. It's going to require you to mature and for me to mature. And when it's not happening, something should be wrong. We stay here Because God has got an assignment for us. Look at this in verse chapter 3 and 18 of 2 Corinthians. But we all with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror, okay, the mirror of the glory of the Lord. That means what? That God is wanting me to reflect his glory. When people look at me, they should see God's goodness. When people look at me, they should see God's grace. When people see me, they should see God's love in my life. That should be very evident to your co-workers, to your family, to those around you. When people see you and spend time with you, they, you reflect the Spirit of God. So I reflect the glory of the Lord. And what happens? We are being transformed into the same image of the glory of, from what? From glory to glory. Let's say it together. From glory to glory. One more time. Let's say it together. From glory to glory. To glory, Are you getting the image? From glory to glory. When this translates out that God is calling us to go from glory to glory, it's from level to an up level, from up level to an up level, from an up level to an up level, God expects us to go from glory to glory. How do I go from glory to glory? By spending time in the glory of the Lord. When I take time to worship the Lord, when I spend time in his presence, When I go to the mountain, as we talked about last week, and I saturate myself in the presence of God, I am sitting in the glory of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord wants to transform me to show his image. People should see you tomorrow and go, you were doing something this weekend. What was it? There's something about your spirit that's different. Why do you have a smile? Why do you have joy? Why do you have peace in the middle of your turmoil? Why is there something different about you? It's because I've been in the glory of the Lord. It's because the glory of the Lord has transformed my life. And I'm being transformed from glory to glory. God wants us to reflect that. God is calling us higher. Understand this, church. Spiritually we cannot stay the same. We can't stay the same. we we got to reflect Jesus. Spiritually, are you stuck? Are you living at the same faith level you was before? Are you giving at the same faith level you was before? Are you serving at the same faith level you was before? Are you still struggling with the same small sins you do as before? Are you still talking the same way as you did before? Are you still being negative as you was before? Are you still gossiping about people like you did before? Listen, you're too old for that. The glory of the Lord has came to transform your life and to call you up to a new level. Don't stay there. God wants to mature you. God wants to move you. Yeah, we all, none of us are perfect, but by his glory, he's transforming me to a new level. This is how God moves in our life, and he expects us to mature. God is calling us higher. God is calling your name higher. God is calling you higher. He's looking out. He's like, Aaron, I'm calling you higher. He's looking out. He's like, Coop, I'm calling you higher. He's looking out. Tim, I'm calling you higher. He's looking out. Jerry, I'm calling you higher. He's calling all of us higher. But will you answer? Have you ever called your children and they don't answer? I don't mean because they didn't hear you. I mean because they are tuning you out. They are ignoring you. And you, you text them, you called them, you yelled up down the hall, yelled upstairs, yelled downstairs, whatever you yelled and you know they can hear you and they're not answering. Woo. I know one thing, dad gets mad, but you know who really gets upset? Mama, mama really gets mad. And mama's like, don't make me go in there. If mama has to go in there and get you to respond, it's not going to be good. Because one way or another, we're not going to allow our children to ignore when we're calling them. Whether it's honor, respect, or whatever, they're going to they're have to respond, okay? And we teach them, you're going to have to respond. We don't let them get by with ignoring us. Could it be that God has to get our attention because he's not going to let us get by with ignoring him? And so when we ignore his call to mature, when we ignore his call to go from glory to glory, he can allow us to be stripped of things. He can allow us to go through a hard season in our life so that we come back and say, Father, yes, I need to hear from you. Father, I need to get some direction from you. Father, I need your love in my life. God, I need you in my life. Because sometimes maybe he has to get our attention. So the the quicker we can develop a way of listening and responding, and a heart that says, God, I want to grow, I want to mature, the easier this process can go. But God loves you too much to let you stay immature. God loves you too much to let you be undeveloped. He wants to see you grow into your full season that he has for your life. Obedience is important. God looked at Abraham. Remember, his name was Abram before Abraham. And God looked at him, even though he didn't have a son, and him and his wife were way past the age of bearing children. He says, "Abram, I see you as Abraham, and you're going to be the father of many nations." Remember when God looked at Peter and calls Peter out from the, being a, a fisherman? And Pete was always messing up, always spouting off, saying the wrong thing, always trying to do the wrong. And God was, Jesus was always having to correct Peter. People saw Peter, the world saw Peter as a, a fisherman who was just too quick to run his mouth. But what did Jesus said? Pete, you're going to be a rock. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. See, God saw a rock when nobody else, everybody else saw a pebble, right? What what happens here? We see, what, what about Saul? Saul was persecuting Christians. Christians were running from Saul. People didn't want to be around Saul, fearful of him. And God saw Saul beyond where he was at. God saw Saul with the scales coming off his eyes that he was going to have a new revelation of who God was. He was going to change his name to Paul. And Paul would go on to write some of the most important books of Scripture that we read today in the New Testament. One of the most important, other than Jesus, Paul is one of the most important figures in the New Testament as he wrote, spent time in prison, planted churches, trained, and, and taught us what Jesus wanted us to know. But see, when the world couldn't see that, God, God sees that maturity. God sees things that we don't see. God sees beyond what we see. God looks at your life, and when the world sees failure, God sees you greater than you are right now. When the world sees immaturity, God sees a man of maturity. When the world sees immaturity and mistakes, God sees a woman of God who will stand up and declare over your life, thus saith the Lord. God sees people who will not be afraid to declare the goodness of God and to walk it out. And God sees greatness in us when nobody else can see it. See, as a parent, I have the ability to speak to my children. I can either speak to their mistake or I can speak to the greatness in them. And oftentimes, instead of going and going off on them when I should have went off on them, I sit down and said, you are better than this. And there is greater things inside of you. And I just want you to know, God's got an amazing plan for your life. And you're going to do big things for God one day. And I'm behind you 100%. And I begin to speak to the greatness of God in their life. And listen today, God is calling out to you today. God is calling to the greatness inside of your life today. He says, come on now, let's go from glory to glory. There's a new level I want to speak and pull you up on. Look at Psalms 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Boy, we could really interpret that differently. Blessed is the man who doesn't let social media and news make sure that they give the counsel to them, nor stands in the way and does everything the sinners do, nor seats sits with all the scornful, but blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law, he meditates day and night. He is different because he or she will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Let's say it together. That will bring forth its fruit in its season. One more time. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Do you get that? Its fruit it's season. What's that mean? That means that you have fruit that God wants you to bear, and you have a season that God wants you to be fruitful. And your season is not my season, and my season is not your season. The problem is this. We all look around, and we're like, man, look at how big their tree's growing. Look how much fruit God's blessing them with, and I'm over here with no fruit, My tree is getting shaken around with all the wind. All the leaves are being blown off. And God, when's it going to be my season? God, you don't love me. God, you don't like me as much. And we start comparing. Once you start comparing, you're allowing the enemy to dominate your mind. You're allowing the enemy to steal the joy of the Lord out of you. Listen, the promise of the Lord is this. It's not that your season will be my season or my season will be your season. The promise of the Lord is this. When you're faithful, that he'll allow you to have seasons of being fruitful in your life and that God was going to sustain you through the hard season, as Blake was talking about earlier, even through the hard season, God is going to allow you to be fruitful again because your praise doesn't change just because it's in the hard season, but your praise gets even stronger in the hard season. And it's there that maturity happens. It's there that God can begin to prepare you. Look what verses 11 and 12 of Ephesians 4 say. And he himself gave some, the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. We call those five things the five-fold ministry. that make up what we call, if you hear that term, the five-fold ministry? That's what it's talking about. And they are given to the church for what? For the equipping of the saints. That's us. All of us. We're the saints. Equipping of the saints for what? The work of ministry. Let's say it together. The work of ministry. And for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you ask the question, why does God want me to mature he wants me to mature for what? For ministry. And the problem is this, too many of us think that ministry is right there. Ooh, wouldn't they ministering good today? They would lead us in worship, playing, doing all these things, praying for us. Pastor Gene, and our idea of ministry is so confound and limited to a stage. And that is not what ministry is. Ministry happens when you leave here. Ministry happens tomorrow when you go to your work, when you go to your school, when you go to your neighborhood, when you go to your gym. That's where ministry happens. Ministry is not confined to an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. Ministry goes all throughout the week. And God wants to use you and me. He sends us to edify, to build you up, to teach you, to encourage you. We worship together so that the glory of the Lord fills the house. So I can go from glory to glory. And when I leave here, that glory should be shining and reflecting out of my heart and out of my spirit. God is calling all of us to do the work of ministry. Look at this statement. We are bought with a price, and God is looking for his investment to mature. No greater price than a man would lay down his life. Jesus paid the ultimate, no higher price was ever paid for our freedom than what Jesus did for us. That God so loved us that he gave up his most prized possession his only begotten son, that he would come and take our punishment upon the cross and die for the punishment of our sins even though he did no wrong. He who knew no sin took our sins to the cross. So we can argue this all day long and understand that there is no greater investment ever given in the history of time than what God did for you and I. And let me ask you this question. Have you ever invested into property? Have you ever invested into 401ks? Have you ever invested in the stocks? Have you ever invested in business with the hope of never getting a return? No, we, 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 we invest hoping and expecting a return on that investment. We expect The hard work, money that I put into that investment, I'm expecting it to mature. Come on now, you get it? I expect it to mature. So God has a right to expect me and you to mature because he invested everything into us. And now he's looking and saying, I want that investment to grow. I want you to grow from the freedom I've given you. I want you to grow from what I've given to you. I want you to grow from the love I've shown you. I want you to grow from the spirit I've given you. I want you to grow from the word i left you. I want you to grow. I want you to grow from the glory I'm giving you. The last thing I want to give you today as we get ready to close. I think it's one of the most powerful statements I've ever made here at Destiny before. And he's repeating today. We need to stop expecting lost people to act saved. And we need saved people to stop acting lost. That's what Paul was saying. I need you to quit acting like you're not saved. I need you to quit acting like you're not saved. Isn't it amazing the church gets so upset about people who are not the church, people who do not follow Jesus, they do things that are very carnal, very worldly, sometimes even demonic driven. And we're like, oh, throwing a fit. What do you expect? They don't follow Jesus. So when you don't follow Jesus, you're going to be influenced by demonic activity. Things are going to happen. But church, you're not influenced by demonic activity. Quit letting that have a stronghold in your life and don't follow in with everything that the demonic activity is going on around you. I don't expect the unsaved to act saved, but I do expect people who have been saved to act like they belong to Jesus. Not perfect, but they act like, you know what? I belong. Something has changed in my life. I am ready to grow. Come on now, are you ready to grow? Some of you have been stuck some of you have been stuck in the same hairstyle for 20 years. Some of you have been wearing so clothes so long they come back in style twice now, and gone back out. Some of you have been growing, you're afraid to cut it. You've been cut it and letting it grow out and you flip it back over. We all know you're bald. Let's just be honest. That, that hair ain't covering up nothing. It's alright to cut it. It's alright. It's alright. Listen, it's alright to. To get a new wardrobe. It's all right. It's all right. To change your style back up once in a while. It's okay. Don't don't be stuck. Listen, don't be stuck at the same level of faith you were a year ago or two years ago. Heaven forbid, 10 years ago. No, you should be transferring from glory to glory to glory. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word which brings life. If you're here today, say, Pastor Gene, I, I need to give my life to Jesus. That's the first goal. That's the first place I need to start. If you've never done that, can you quickly just raise your hand, and tell me, Pastor, I'm ready today. I'm not going to do anything to single you out or embarrass you. I want to make sure you have a chance today to do that before you leave. If that's you. Thank you. Anybody else want to join them? Thank you. See, that's me. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, guys. If you raised your hand, I want you to say this prayer after me. As Christians around you, we'll help you along. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only son. And from this day forward, I will live for you and I will follow you in Jesus' name. Now, as everybody else, I want you to stand up on your feet today. If you stand on your feet, how many with your eyes open looking right at me? I'm not even going to ask you to bow your heads. I'm just going to ask you, how many say, Pastor, today, uh, I I want God. I want God over the summer. I'm just praying God begins to mature me. I don't care what, whatever level I'm at, I'm asking God to take me to a new level. I'm ready. Come on, raise your hand. That's you, that's ready. Raise your hand. Keep your hands raised right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for people who say, God, I'm ready to go from glory to glory. God, I don't want to be stuck at the same level, but God, I want to... Use more faith in my life. I wanna serve more than ever. God, I wanna give more than ever. God, I wanna show love more than ever. I wanna show your kindness more than ever. God, I want I want my tongue to be under control more than ever. God, I, I wanna stop talking about everybody. And I, I wanna to learn to lift up. I'm too old for this. God, it's time for me to change some things. God, use that in my life. God, let me pray for people. Let me me learn to use faith. God, you're using us. God, I pray right now. God, you're calling us to the deep end. God, you're calling us to jump in and dive in to the goodness of God and see that it's a great place to live our life. God, I pray right now that you are empowering people. And this summer, we're saying it's the summer of yes. Yes to you, God. Yes to your will. Yes, God, use us. Take us to a new level of maturity. In Jesus' name.